Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Agenda Series. Join you every morning, weekday at 10am. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, looking forward to this week with the US Tour start and obviously we'll just briefly talk about it. But but yeah, mm. not too bad. How about you? Yeah, likewise. Very excited to see Declan Rice and Urian Timber uh, for the first time in their Arsenal shirts. Uh, less excited to see them in the Arsenal away shirt, though, uh, which released today. Uh, it's not it's not the nicest kit, uh, if, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it's just my opinion. I'm not the biggest fan, um, to be honest, as people well know. And uh, I can't see myself purchasing it. But I see a lot of people are still, you know, warming to it somewhat what are your thoughts it's weird because like when i first saw it it was obviously when all the link the leaks were coming about so it wasn't actually on anyone so Mm. when i first saw that i was like yeah that that's not nice at all but then now it's on someone i think it's a bit it's it's better than what i first saw i'm not saying that it's really nice it's all it's okay let me affect your opinion (laughs) it's it's okay but obviously as you said as we were just talking about before the stream it's just such a step down from last year's away kit and i said to you that it's it that black kit was one of my that's one of my favorite arsenal kits to be fair it was it's such a nice kit and then to have like a limey green with blue and black it's yeah it's 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 not up to standard i think that's what mm. i think that's the kind of like main thing about it yeah i i, I guess whatever kind of shirt we had this season it was always going to be difficult to to follow this i suppose maybe the best way to follow it is with a terrible kit that the following season you can do a significant improvement um on so it was kind of always downhill from last season maybe maybe they're going for it it's an only only can go up from here it's maybe the strategy but uh maybe it's one of those kits i was talking to a few friends of mine who were uh obviously fans when the bruised banana kit came out and they reminded me when it did it was not well liked at all and now it's in as a as a classic Arsenal yeah. shirt uh, and one of the best uh, designed ones ever. So maybe it's just ahead of its time. Maybe in maybe when we're in our forties and fifties, uh, we'll be talking about this strange kit as, as one of the best. But uh, I'm, I'll hold my breath until that point. We have got the third kit to come, which is something I'm more excited about because I am a big fan of the uh, the third kit, the green and blue one. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one come out. I'm still undecided about who's going to be going on the back of it. Zinchenko's on the home one this season. It might. It's either, I think it's going to be one of my two new boys. Declan Rice is difficult not to get him. Uh, I'm yeah. a big fan of Kai Havertz and seeing him come to the see. But uh, I'm just hoping that whoever pulls on that shirt from an Arsenal perspective is going to have a fantastic season. And it's going to be funny seeing Arsenal wear one of, in my opinion, worst kits in their history when they're back in the Champions League. That's going to be rather amusing. Rather amusing indeed. Anyway, um, talking about the squad and where it's at, uh, Transfermarkt yesterday revealed their new figures for the most valuable clubs in the world. Now, these figures are based upon the estimated market values of individual players added together. And Arsenal and Manchester City to become the highest or most valuable club in terms of their squad collective because Man City you know we've, we've seen players leave we've also seen players join Arsenal like Rice and Timber and, and Havertz as well which has significantly improved things following Balogun's return which has also increased the value um, but what do you make of Arsenal now being estimated at least the most valuable club squad wise on the planet 
I think it can only show that we're we're back where we want to be. The fact that we're now the most valuable squad in the world is it's quite an achievement. I think. I mean, Arteta has brought in these young players for fair enough. Some of the players that he's brought in are, are quite expensive, but some of them not so expensive. I mean, like Martinelli, six million pounds or however much it was, and now he's—I I don't know how much he is—but he's—he's obviously his price has actually got shot up a lot, and it's the same with the likes of Bakayo Saka. Obviously, he's coming from Hellend, and now he's over a hundred million pounds. And I think it's just fantastic what I think a lot of the credit needs to go to Arteta because of what he has done for this club and what he's done to mm. kind of help these players improve and improve and improve and kind of like further their football knowledge, experience and expertise, really. And that's obviously helped Arsenal in terms of the value of the club. It is a fantastic achievement for the club and... Obviously, the the thing of bringing Declan Rice in, where that's obviously t- taken us. That's what's taken us above. Um, I say West Ham, uh, Man City. That's what's taken us above Man City because we were just underneath them. But obviously, bringing in a hundred million pound player shot us right up to the top. And obviously, Havertz sixty five million, Timber forty million, however much that was thirty three, whatever. So it adds obviously that to that value. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does go down a little bit because I'm, we are going to be offloading this summer. I'll be very surprised yeah. if we don't. Uh, the likes of Tierney, possibly, he's around 35, 40 million. Balogun, as we're going to be touching on, 50 million, possibly. Um, so that will go down, just whether we stay up at the top or not. But either way, it's still, a, as I say, a very kind of like big achievement. And as I said at the start kind of shows us that we're back where we want to be. We're back at the top and we will be competing once again for this Premier League title. I'm sure we'll be... I wouldn't be surprised if we give the Champions League a good go because of how well we did last season. And I'm sure that that kind of... that form is going to stay up at the top. I, I, I really do believe that. I do believe that we will be competing with the best again. And I'm just looking forward to it. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the season because of the fact that we're now the most, the world's most valuable squad. We've brought in the likes of Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, Timber. We've reinforced this squad. Yes, I know that we've got rid of a couple of people and we we will be getting rid of more people. But that doesn't mean that we're that we don't have a very, very good team. We've got a very high quality team, and it's only gonna be pushing us even further. And as I said yesterday with Declan Rice, he said that when he signed, he, he wouldn't have signed if he didn't believe that we could push for the Premier League and, and push for the Champions League. He wouldn't have joined if he didn't believe that. So I believe it as well, personally. Yeah, yeah. I think what it shows, obviously, is there's a combination of things going on here. You've got the recruitment of specific players, of course, as well. And Arsenal have invested a lot of money. You know, £200 million has been spent this summer on three players, which is the most we've ever spent in a single summer. And we've only brought in three. Whereas you think back to the last record, which was in 2021, Arsenal brought in six players and still didn't reach that £20 million. They brought in Tomiyasu and Ramsdale and White and Erdegaard and Lekonga and Tavares. And all of that came up to £60 million. Uh, 
that figure. And would half of those number of players we brought in, you know, two hundred million pounds worth. It shows you kind of the step up in what's going. On. I also think it shows you kind of the difference in the market now. The market obviously um, is significantly more inflated in terms of price tags than it previously was. But the second part of of why Arsenal squad is because of coaching, because of improvements to players like Bakaya Saka, like Emil Smith Rowe, Eddie Nketiah. Um, loans to players like Balogun and Austin Trusty. I mean, Trusty, for instance, on the list is is valued at 10, 12, uh, 10 million euros. Marquinhos is valued at 12 million euros on here. Reese Nelson's at 12 million euros as well. There are obviously estimations on there that I think are unrealistic, let's say. Um, you've got Nicola Pepe valued at 18 million euros, for instance, and I think Arsenal might be lucky to give him away uh, this summer. Uh, you've got uh, Mohamed Elneny valued at 6 million euros as well, and again, I think if you are moving him on, you're not going to get much. Cedric's at 3 million. Uh, Holdings at 8 million. Um, Renaissance at 1.5, which actually is probably <laughs> quite accurate. Um, but then I do think there are other players that are undervalued. William Saliba, only 65 million euros. Gabriel Magalash, 55 million euros. So I think in terms of what they're worth uh, in terms of the squad as well. But we've some other players when I talk about coaching and improving players, Odegaard is now valued at 90 million euros compared to the 30 million we paid for him. Gabriel Martinelli, we as you mentioned, we paid five million pounds for. He's now estimated to be worth he's probably worth maybe more than that if you were to try and buy him. 20 million euros is what he's ranked at, uh, according to Transfermarkt right now. And Balogun's sitting at 30 million euros, and I think he's worth more. Gabriel Jesus is valued at 75 million euros, according to Transfermarkt. So, you know, there are always going to be uh, kind of discrepancies, I think, in terms of, of what um, we've come to expect with this. But at the same time, I'm very happy with with where the squad's at and what it's going to bring to us moving forwards. We mentioned Balogun. Um, of course, he is being linked with a move away from Arsenal at the moment, as are a number of other players we might touch upon. Inter Milan is said to be preparing what is expected to be around a €40 million Euro bid, which is around £35-£36 million. Pounds. It does fall below Arsenal's valuation of what's said to be £50 million pounds for the player. I think he will go, is my prediction. The two numbers between 35 and 50, I think you might see around that 40 million pound mark eventually be agreed between Arsenal and Inter, unless there's some kind of buyback clause or a lot of it being paid up front, things like this. But what do you make of Balogun and potentially leaving? I don't know if you saw his interview yesterday um, as well. He spoke kind of candidly about how the expectation of what is expected of him. I'll read you the quote if you haven't. Have you seen it or do you need me to read no, it? No, I, have, I haven't actually seen it. Well, he said, um, he's speaking to Kaya yesterday, back, it's not really much of a situation where I think I can need to try extra hard to prove something. I think it's a decision that's not really with me. Whatever happens, I'm cool with it, is what he said. It's a bit odd. You know, I, I found yeah. the whole not needing to try extra hard. I think you should be trying your absolute maximum always. So what do you make of the the links and his words? Well, his words there, I'll start on that. I, th I think... Yeah, I agree. You should be. You should still be trying. You're still at the club. You're you're still an Arsenal player, and the only way that you're going to be able to become a first team player, a first team player that you want to become at this club, then the only way that you're going to do that is by trying. And 
competing with Gabriel Jesus for that spot. That is the only way that you're going to be doing that. And if you're not going to be trying extra hard, as he says for it, it's, that's just not going to happen. But I agree with you. I do think that he will be leaving this summer. I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Um, 50 million, I, I think I can see why Arsenal are valuing him at that amount of money because he did do very, very well last season at Rems in Ligue 1. He's obviously He was obviously competing up there with the likes of Mbappe, Lacazette, Jonathan David. I think he was the fourth highest, uh, joint, uh, fourth highest top scorer in the Ligue 1. Uh, I can't remember how many goals. I think it might have been 21. But that is that is phenomenal for a player of his age. And he's obviously got a lot ahead of him and he's only going to be improving. So it's fair enough that there's all of this interest coming from other clubs. It's fair enough. I think that Arsenal are valuing him at that amount. 35 million, I don't think is enough for him as you as you just mentioned I do believe I agree with you with the fact that it will be in between that I don't think that I think Arsenal will be a bit lenient in terms of their their price valuation I I, I think if Inter Milan do kind of have a bid around 40 45 million pounds I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal do accept that I think that's still a decent fee for him uh, that will obviously um essentially cover the the fees for Yuri and Timber and that will help Arsenal in going forward in if we're going to bring any more players in it, this summer and obviously in January if we're going to reinforce as well uh so yeah I don't I don't think that it'll be the 50 million pounds that we're wanting but I I wouldn't be surprised but obviously I I think if uh if Balogun is to go I think uh, and it is, and if it is to Inter Milan, I don't think that he'll really be wanting to compete with too many strikers. Obviously, there. Are, I, th- I mean, I know that there's been interest from uh, Inter Milan for Romelu Lukaku. They're 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 having some troubles with those talks at the moment. Um, I think that's to do with the pricing. But if they're good, I, mean, I think they've kind of ruled it out now. Oh it's right, okay. Well, there there you go. But like, if if they are to bring in another striker as well as have it, keeping Lotaro Martinez and then they bring in Balogun as well. Balogun won't like that because obviously he's been competing with Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus for the number one spot uh, up front. Um, and he doesn't like that. He wants to be their number one striker. He wants to be starting week in, week out. So, yeah, I, I think I, I would see why Balogun would be hesitant. I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't hesitant I, I, because he is kind of, because he is now competing with Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus. But you never know. I think this pre-season we'll be seeing whether he will be kind of like playing in, play, well, whether he would be essentially replacing Nketiah as the kind of backup striker and rotation striker that we might need. You never, you never know, obviously, he did do very well last season. Don't get me wrong, Nketiah, he did actually do very well when he came in for Gabriel Jesus when he was injured, but then he did eventually start dropping off. Balogun, however, he was continuously performing at a high level throughout the whole season. So there is that obvious, there, there's that obvious debate there whether you think it should be Balogun or Nketiah. I think you should let us know in the comments as well whether you think it's Balogun or Nketiah that that you'd prefer to be our backup striker. But but yeah, I think that's a difficult conversation and kind of 
decision for Arteta and Edu to have, whether they believe that Balogun could be a rotation striker. I know that he wants to be the number one striker and start in week in, week out. But as I mentioned so many times, the rotation could actually help him in terms of the game time that he has for Arsenal. If we're playing Gabriel Jesus one one week in the Premier League and then we're playing on the Tuesday in the in the Champions League, you never know. Balogun might be starting up front. We'll move Gabriel Jesus onto the right or the left, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot that we could do with it, and that I wouldn't be surprised if Arteta does have that conversation with him. But the fact that he's talking about our uh, I'll be happy with whatever happens. I'm not trying too hard kind of thing. That just shows that that kind of just shows me that he doesn't want to even try and show Arteta that he that he has a shot in that rotation kind of point in the team. It, it just doesn't show me that he wants to stay at this club at all. So yeah, I think I I as I said, I agree with you with the fact that I do believe that he will go. Uh and I, I do think that Inter Milan could actually be a good good choice for him, but he will once again be competing with another striker for that number one spot, and I don't know whether he'd like that. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the, this saga... I think that there's the likelihood that he will leave, um, and I think that's the, the expectation is that he will move on, and we'll wait and see if that turns out to be the case. Um well, obviously, Nicola Pepe linked with the move away from the club as well. Yes, reporting Saudi Arabian mid-table side were, were moving in for him, but wages are proving a problem. Cedric's not been taken on the trip either, and he's expected to leave as well. I feel like those two, and I'm doing a piece on it this morning, could be the last of the investments, as Edu likes to call them, where he terminate their deals. We'll have to wait and see on those ones. Austin Trusty has been linked with the move away, as we know, permanently. Uh, but he's away on the tour with Balogun as well. Um, and there's other players that could still move on. Thomas Partey, Kieran Tierney. We await updates on them. But, of course, we will be bringing you reaction to the game against the MLS All-Stars, which takes place uh, on Thursday morning. It's tomorrow night. It's 1.30 a.m. Thursday morning. So it depends if people are planning on staying up very late to watch the game. Of course, we then play Manchester United on the Saturday night at 10 p.m., which is more accessible for those based here in the UK. Um, but uh, and then we then play Barcelona at 3.30 a.m., which is not the most accessible time for people based here. But for those fans that are out in the U.S., South America, etc., and of, of course in the East as well, you know, don't tend to be able to watch the games at accessible hours all the time. So it's fantastic to see them get the opportunity to see the Arsenal in the flesh, and I hope you're having a fantastic time out there if you, if you are indeed out there. Um, but thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. Very much appreciated. Uh, Charlie, thank you for tuning in as well. Thank you for having me and yeah, just as TC just said, thank you for thank you for listening and tuning in. Absolutely. We will see you all very, very soon. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.